0: We're going to get right into the Word of God this morning. If you have your Bibles there, open it up to the book of Genesis, chapter 39. And we're going to read verse 1 and verse 2. Genesis, chapter 39, verse 1 and verse 2. And this song that they just sang goes right into this message. God is the way maker, even if you don't see it, even if you don't feel it, even if you don't understand it. If you're in God's will, He is working. And that's what I want to preach on this morning and encourage you that, that you know, you might be in an, in an adverse situation. You might be in a, in, a, in a place where you don't understand what is going on. But if you're in God's will, He is working. He is with you. And He will make a way where there seems to be no way. So Genesis chapter 39 verse 1 and 2, the, the Word of the Lord says the following. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, and the Egyptian, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down to Egypt. Now look what it says: And the Lord was with Joseph. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master. The Egyptian. I want to say that again, verse two, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. We're going to look at this verse, and it seems to be like an oxymoron with what's really going on in Joseph's life, but yet that was a reality. The Lord was with him, and he was a prosperous man. You know, the 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 story of Joseph. It's it's a powerful uh, story. When you read the chapters 37 all the way through to the end of uh, Genesis, you know you could be preaching weeks. I could be teaching weeks on on his life, on each chapter, and you can pick out so, so many nuggets in his life that would hold truth, spiritual truth for us today, so that we can we can follow uh, the example and follow the the lead. That Joseph gave to us in how how to live your life trusting in God, believing in God, even in the midst of uh, trials, in the midst of adverse circumstances. At at a young age, it starts out with Joseph having a dream. He has a dream, he has a couple of dreams, big dreams of, of one day. Uh, reigning of one day having dominion, of of one day being in authority, and and from then on his life takes a turn and and things begin to change, and and it looks like in his life it's it's never going to happen, but all all the way through the journey of Joseph, God was with him, God was with him, God was leading him, and eventually at the end of his life, Joseph reigns. Joseph has dominion. He is chosen to be the second of, in charge of the, of the world of that day. And his dreams became a reality. The promise that God had given to him through that dream came to pass. Sure, 17 years, 17 years went from the time of the dream to the fulfilment of the dream, so much happened in between. There was ups and downs. There was good days and there were bad days and probably more bad days. But all the way through, all the way through, God was with Joseph. And so I want to look at that this morning. You know, it's this verse here. When, When you get a revelation in your spirit, when you understand this concept that the Lord is with me, it changes everything in your life. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what you what you're going through. If the Lord is with me, everything's going to be all right. Now notice there in verse 2, it says and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Now, if you read verse uh, chapter 37, you you, you would say, really? The Lord was with him? And he was a prosperous man? It doesn't make sense. Because up until this point, let, let me just give you a few things that Joseph is going through. Joseph has been betrayed by his brothers. His own brothers, his own flesh and blood have betrayed him. They actually wanted to kill him. They, they threw him into a pit. And then they sold him to a group of Ishmaelites who were going down to Egypt. So he's been betrayed by his brothers. He's been stripped of his clothes, stripped of the coat of many colours that his father had given to him. He's been separated from his father, whom he loved so much. He's been, he has been sold as a slave in a foreign country, sold to Potiphar as a slave. And he's been thrust into an unknown situation. He's been thrust into an unknown season. He's he's been thrust into a land that he's never gone to before, into the unknown. But just because it was unknown to Joseph does not mean it was unknown to God. Where Joseph ended up in Egypt, betrayed, a slave, separated from his father, Hurting, maybe broken into an unknown world. It was unknown to him, but it was known to God. And so you find, you find Joseph in Egypt. Now, can you imagine this young man? Must have been 13, 14 years old. Broken, hurting, betrayed, a slave. Dad's not around. And it says in verse 2, And the Lord was with him. And he was a prosperous man. Now in the natural, you can say easily, doesn't, doesn't look like the Lord is with him. It doesn't look like he's a prosperous man. This, this, this young man had, had, a, had a big dream. He had a big dream of reigning and as I said before, and of dominion, but it looks like he's in the middle of a nightmare. It looks like he's in the middle of of a situation where all hell has broken loose. Can you imagine as, as he's been taken by the Ishmaelites and he's put into the carriage on the way to Egypt? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Joseph sitting in that carriage? Can you, can you imagine the fear? Can you imagine the, the sense of, of, of what's going on? Can you, can you imagine the hurt, the wounds? Can you imagine what he's going through as he's, and as he's going to a place he's never gone to before? And he has this dream. He has this, this promise. And he's in this carriage on, on, going on a journey to, to a place he's never been to before. Amen. And yet it says in verse 2, And the Lord was with him. And he was a prosperous man. In crisis, the Lord was with him. See, the Lord's not just with you when everything's going well. The Lord, He's not just with you when there's no problems. The Lord is with you in crisis. The Lord is with you in the midst of problems. The Lord is with you when it seems like, Everything's unraveling. See, we've got this mindset, which I believe it's a very limited mindset that if 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 God is with you, that means no you'll have no problems. If God is with you, that means everything's just gonna open up. And the truth be told, God being with you does not mean, does not mean that you will be void of trouble. That you will be void of problems. But it does mean God is with you. And if God is with you, you are prosperous. You are blessed. And the circumstances will change. In crisis, the Lord is with us. Now I love that, that word, Lord. Lord, the Lord was with Joseph. He's, he's been betrayed, he's hurting, he's a slave, he's in a house of someone he doesn't know, in a country he does not know, but the Lord is with him. And he was a prosperous man. And Joseph knew it, because you can keep reading later on. He acted like someone that knew the Lord was with him. He knew the Lord was with him. That word Lord means, in, in, the, in the Hebrew, Yahweh. Yahweh or Jehovah, Yahweh, which literally means I am that I am that. I am that I am that. And that's a powerful name. It's a powerful uh, revelation that the Lord is I am that I am that. I am that. I am that. I am whatever. It is that you need. I am that. Do you need healing? I am that. Do you need provision? I am that. Do you need comfort? I am that. Do you need do you need restoration? I am that. Joseph, do you do you need do you need me to heal you? I am that. Do you need me to give you purpose and do you need me to give you uh, 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 understanding to what is going on in your life right now? I am. That I am. That was with Joseph, in the midst of his crisis. To know that the Lord is with you, despite what you are going through, changes everything. I want you to hear that. To know that the Lord is with you. To know that I am. That I am. That is with you despite what you're going through changes everything. It changes the way you you live, it changes the way you talk, it changes the way you think. To know that the Lord is with me, to know that the Lord is with me no matter what is going on around me changes everything. It changes my perspective. It changes the way I think. It changes the way I talk. It changes the way that I live. Do you remember uh, Paul and Silas were in, were in jail? They were in a jail. You can read it there in the book of Acts uh, chapter 17, I believe it is. He's in, they are in jail. Their backs have been plowed open. They've been beaten. And they're in, they're, they're in the inner prison, in the sewage system of the prison, sitting there bound, hurting, hurting, wounded. And it's very easy right there to question what's going on. But Paul and Silas, they know that the Lord is with them in the prison and it changes everything. The Bible says at midnight, they were singing, praising, and they were praying unto God and all the other prisoners heard them. Now that's a man, that's a man that knows that the Lord is with him despite of being in prison. It changes everything. It changes your attitude, changes. Your, your, the way you conduct yourself changes. And let me tell you, when you know that the Lord is with you, eventually your circumstances have to change because the God that is with you is powerful to make a way where there seems to be no way. So when you know the Lord is with me, you gain an understanding of what is happening. You, you understand I'm here, but God is with me. Things will change. I don't know why this happened. I don't know why I've been betrayed. I don't know why I, I, I've been sold into slavery. I don't know why I have a dream, but I'm living a nightmare. But one thing I know, the Lord is with me, so I'm going to act accordingly. And you can read later on there the the the, the, the uh, Potiphar saw that everything Joseph did prospered. This was a man that was acting and living and talking and conducting himself like someone that knew that the Lord was with him. You know, it's you, you, when you're a little boy or you're a little girl, and and, and you you know you're walking and, and you, you feel fear. There's trouble. And and you and when you know your dad, when you know that your dad is behind you, it changes everything. You you know, you 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 pick up your your chest and you square your shoulders and and you get strong. You know, if there's anyone bullying you, there's anyone messing around with you, and when you're on your own, you're scared, when you're on your own, you run. But if your dad, if your dad comes alongside you and grabs your hand and those same bullies come, all of a sudden you go, Yeah, my dad is with me. Come on, I'm not afraid. There's no fear in me when my, when my dad is with me. Well, when you know the Lord is with you and trouble arises and problems come and sickness tries to come and, and, and situations get out of hand. and, and you, But you say, hey, the Lord is with me. I'm going to get through this. I might as well praise. I might as well worship. I might as well have a good attitude because the Lord is with me and the Lord's not going to allow me to stay here. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And notice that it says, and, and, and Joseph was a prosperous man. The Lord was with him and he was prosperous. Really? Prosperous? After everything he's gone through, prosperous? Yes. You know why? Because having the Lord with you is the ultimate prosperity the ultimate prosperity is to have the lord with you that is powerful imagine someone might might have wealth they might live in a mansion you know they might have all the 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 technology and the latest gadgets but if the lord is not with them they are not prosperous they are wealthy they have money they have this world's goods, but they are not prosperous. But when the Lord is with you, that's prosperity. They that, say so changes your mindset. The Lord is with me. Yes, I might have gone through some. Bad things. Yes, I've been betrayed. Yes, they've stripped me of my clothing. Yes, I've been sold into slavery. Yes, they've laid me off at work. Yes, there's problems in the home. Yes, you know, all hell is broken loose. And yes, there's financial problems. And, and yes, I lost that, that contract. Or, hey, but the Lord is with me. I'm prosperous. But it's easy. It's easy to not have the, this revelation settled in our spirit. It's easy to not have this revelation settled in our spirits when circumstances that are adverse and contrary come against us. It's easy to, to really not believe that the Lord is with us. If we're honest right now, it's easy when these kind of things happen to us, like what happened to, to Joseph. It's easy to sort of question God and to, to, to in the innermost being, say, Where's God? Where is God? There was a man by the name of Gideon in Judges chapter 6, verse 12 to 13. Look what it says. Gideon, you know, he was part of the people of Israel. And, and for many, many years, the, the Israelites had been under attack from the Midianites. The, the Israelites would sow, sow their land. They would sow their seeds and the Midianites would come. When the, when the crops were ready and they would take away all their crops, all their harvest and they were leaving, they were impoverishing, leaving Israel with nothing. And Gideon finds himself in the threshing floor, hiding, hiding in a little room, scared. And look what it says. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said to him, now look what the angel of the Lord said to Gideon. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now, what I'm going to read next is where many many are at. Is the response of many, because we determine what is going on around us. We we, we allow that to determine in us whether the Lord is with us or not, and that's a, a wrong a wrong thought that's a wrong revelation because the Lord is with us because he has spoken in his word that he's with us as long as we are with the Lord. Now, that's that's key. We have to be with the Lord. The Lord is with us. But look what Gideon says to, to, the, uh, to the angel. And this is what many say. And Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us. Now, notice the first thing. If the Lord is with us, Why? So we got, if the Lord is with us, why then is all this happening to us? And where are all His miracles which our fathers taught us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us into the hands of the Midianites. Look what Gideon said. The angel of the Lord said, the Lord is with you. And he he looked at what was going on. He looked at at how, how he was living, he was hiding, he was scared, he was fearful. So he responded, if the Lord is with us, why is all this happening? And where are all his miracles? He has forsaken me. Why did he say that? Because of what he saw. Now the truth be told, there are many that say that. If the Lord is with me, then why is this going on in my life? And where is His power? Isn't that the truth? The truth be told, there are many that are in that boat. There are many that respond like that. They won't say it audibly. They won't say it maybe in public. But in the innermost being of their hearts, you know, when betrayal happens, when, when, when false, false accusations happen, when, when we, we go through tests and trials, and when we go through adverse circumstances, and, and, and it happens on a, for a long period of time, like with Joseph, for a long period of time. On, in, in our innermost heart, there's, there is a sense, a sense in us that says, if the Lord is with me, I, can, I read it in his word. I hear what the pastor is saying. I hear what the preacher says. But if the Lord is with me, then why is all this happening to me? And where are his miracles? Where is his power? No, the Lord, Gideon said, has forsaken me. Now, we know then why Gideon is hiding. We know then why Gideon is so fearful and so scared. We know why Gideon is so stressed and so depressed because of his revelation that the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord is not with me. The Lord has does not have power. The Lord is not doing miracles anymore. The Lord is not with me. Therefore, He's living a certain way. His perspective is causing in Him an action, a theology. He's acting according to His revelation. If the the Lord is not with me, I'm scared, I'm hiding, I'm running, I'm depressed, I'm stressed. The Lord is not with me. Where is He? But the very thing He was doing was allowing the enemy to continue doing it to him. But look at Paul and Silas. Look at Joseph. They had the revelation, the Lord is with me. The believers in the book of Acts, they counted it all joy that they had had suffered for the righteous cause of Christ. The Lord is with me. But see... That's why many get depressed. That's why many get stressed. That's why many are fearful. That's why many are hiding. That's why many are angry. That's why many question God. Because they don't have the revelation. The Lord is with me. And therefore they act accordingly. They close up. They start to slacken off. They start to distance themselves from God. They start having a wrong perspective. They start to question God. They say, yeah, I hear what the preacher is saying, but if what he says is true, then why am I going through this? You know, I I deserve to act how I'm acting because God is not with me anyway. Wrong. The Lord is with you. If you are with him, he is with you because his word says I am with you. And therefore, you should You should get yourself up. You should stand up on your two feet. You should raise your voice, like I said before, and let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak declare, I'm a child of God. I might be, you know, impoverished. The enemy's robbing my my, my harvest. You know, Joseph, I may have been betrayed. I'm in Egypt. I'm in the house of someone I don't know as a slave. But you know what? The Lord is with me. So I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to exalt Him. I'm going to have a good attitude about this. I'm going to ask Him to help me. Because in the natural light, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I know with God's strength, I can do all things. Hallelujah. And that changes everything. Your circumstances start to change when you begin to change on the inside of you. Oh, that's how many Christians respond. Oh, if the Lord is with me, then why is this happening and where are His miracles? I want to encourage you today. The Lord is with you in the good days and in the bad days. Now, if, if you're not with the Lord, well, then you need to stop. Because there's one thing of, of, you know, saying, oh, I'm not with the Lord, but the Lord is working in me. I'm living my own life. I'm doing what I want. And God is, is doing something in me and, and He's with. No, no. We have to repent. We have to stop. We have to get back on the right path. We have to be with the Lord. The Lord is with us. We have to be with the Lord. And then we can stand up and say, hey, I'm going to get through this. God is with me. Come on, church, it's time to put a smile on your faith. It's time to say this thing won't won't be around for too much longer. God is with me. I'm going to change. I'm going to get a revelation that if He's with me, who or what can be against me? Amen. And come out of hiding. Come out of that depression. Come out of that stress. And and come out of that, that sense of, you know, I'm alone or the sense of God is not with me. God is closer than you think. And it's time to to pick yourself up and allow God to do the work that He wants to do in you and lead you to where He wants to take you. That's what was going on here with Joseph's life. He wasn't there by coincidence. He was there by divine appointment. And who said we weren't going to have trouble? Who said we weren't going to go through problems? Who said we weren't going to go through prickly situations? Who said that? But through all these, these places, the Lord goes with us. Hallelujah. So Joseph in, in, Gen- in Genesis chapter 39 verse 3 it says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that which he did to prosper in his hand." So Joseph, he wasn't walking around like uh, crying and upset. If the master saw that everything that Joseph did prospered and that the Lord was with him, there must have been something that he saw in Joseph's life. I don't think Potiphar saw Joseph walking around moaning and groaning and and and, and, and depressed and upset and, and angry and and, and, and swearing and, and just acting up. No, no, I think he, he looked at Joseph, he said, Man, that everything that man does prospers. Look at his attitude, look at his countenance. And the only way that Joseph could have done that is with a revelation that the Lord is with me, and I'm a prosperous man. Because it's not got to do with the situation. It's got nothing to do with the circumstance. It's got to do that, that the Lord is with me. That's why Moses said to God in the desert, if your presence does not go with me to the promised land, don't take me up out of here. What Moses was saying is this, if, if your presence does not go with me to the promised land, Will I rather be in the desert with your presence than in the promised land without your presence? Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Can I hear somebody say amen? Praise God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, and we know. See? And we know. And we know. And another way of saying that is this. Come on, Christians. And we should know. And we should know. I'm going to say it another way. And we should know by now. <laughs> After being a Christian for five years, after being a Christian for 20 years, after being a Christian for 40 years, after having the Bible in their house, after reading the Bible, after hearing preaching after preaching. And we should know by now. What? All things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. And we should know by now. You're in prison. You should know by now. They've they've gossiped about you. You should know by now. You've got laid off from your work. You should know by now. There's problems at home. You should know by now. That all things work together for good to them that love God. They're working together for good. Hallelujah. Things are working for you. That word working in the Original Greek is energeo, and it literally means energy. All things energize. They have an energy. There's an energy. All things are working. They are producing. They are performing. There's there's energy power in things. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. All things are working for me. Things are working for you, not you for things. You don't allow things to dictate to you your feelings. Amen. You allow the Word of God to dictate your feelings and you tell things to work for you. You say, no, you're working for me. I'm not working for you. And at the end of the day, this, what is going on in my life, is going to turn out for good. Because I love God. You can imagine Joseph walking in the prison. He's been betrayed. He's been falsely accused. He's a slave. He's going, these things are working for me. I'm going to be a king one day. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know it, these things are going to work for me. These things are working for me. I know that they're working for me. I will, I will fulfill my dreams. My promises shall come to pass. In the meantime, I'm going to live like a man that knows that the Lord is with him and that knows that all things, good and bad, adverse opposition, works for me because I love God and I am called according to his purpose. And I love what Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says, two, three verses later. What shall we say to these things? Hallelujah. Oh. What shall we say to these things? Again, say what shall we answer back to the betrayal? What shall we say to the prison experience? What shall, we, what shall we say to the false accusers? What shall we say to the sickness that comes against our bodies? What shall we say when people hurt us? What shall we say when people disillusion us? What shall we say when people reject us? What shall we say when it looks when it looks like nothing is working out? What shall we say to these things? You've got to answer back. Since God is for me, who can be? Against me, Hallelujah! Man, I feel like I'm shouting this morning. I feel, I feel this message, and I pray that you're receiving it right now because it's time for some of you to get up. It's time for some of you to step, stamp your feet on solid ground, and it's time for some of you to say, "This is the last day that I I allow these circumstances and I allow this situation to keep me down." God is with me, Hallelujah. The Lord is with me, and I'm going to say to these things. Since he's with me, who or what can be against me? Amen. So don't stress. Instead, rest in the Lord. If you read that whole Romans chapter 8, I love what the Apostle Paul. I just want actually I'm gonna go there because I just want to read it. I want to read it. It's powerful. Someone needs to hear this. Romans chapter 8. Are you getting this message today? Are you getting this message? You're coming out of what you're in. You're coming out stronger. You're going to you're come out with a greater revelation of God. You're going to come out having been worked by God, having been perfected by God, coming out with a testimony. You're coming out with a message. Look what Romans chapter 8 says there. I, I love what the Apostle Paul says. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he goes on to say, Shall tribulation, shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. These are all negative things. Then he says, As as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And I love what verse 37 says. He says, No, 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 in all these things, We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you know the Lord is with you, tribulation, distress, nakedness, famine, sword, peril it's not going to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus on the contrary verse 37 you do what Paul did you say no no in all these things that are going on in my life right now I'm more than a conqueror no listen when you say no to something you're answering back the Apostle Paul he is not just using these words to be cute he's, he's saying you answer back to the tribulation you answer back to the trials you answer back to the adverse circumstance you answer back to the to the endeavor of the enemy to destroy you to, to, to keep you down answer back and say no no I'm not going to have that see you you answer back when the devil says give up give up give up on God stop going to church stop reading your Bible Stop living for Jesus. You say no. Come on, say that right now. Say no. Say no. No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna give up. No, I'm not gonna throw in the towel. No, I'm not gonna go back to where I came from. No, I'm not gonna go back to my old life. No, no, thank you. Hallelujah. I'm gonna stay grounded in Christ Jesus I'm not going to separate myself from the love of God I'm going to keep myself on the journey I'm going to keep myself on this walk of faith and I'm going to let God do the complete work in me no thank you for the offer but no I'm going to keep living for Jesus hallelujah so don't stress rest in the Lord He is working He is leading you and taking you to your promise hey Joseph Joseph You've been betrayed. You've been sold. You've been separated from your father. You've been hurt. You've been wounded. But Don't don't stress. God is working. And He's leading you to your promise. Can you imagine Joseph wanting to give up on God? The thoughts. No. The devil tried to get him to commit fornication. No. No, no, I'm not going to take that offer because I'm going somewhere. You can just imagine Joseph saying, well, dad's not around. I don't know anyone in this town anyway. And where's God anyway? I might as well just sleep with Potiphar's wife. She's offering herself to me. I might as well just, you know, where's God anyway? No. He said, no, I'm going to be a king one day. I've got a dream no, I'm not going to fall for that because God is with me and I'm a prosperous man. God is not preparing the blessing for you. He is preparing you for the blessing. I want someone to hear that today. God is not preparing the blessing for you. He is preparing you for the blessing. This is what Joseph was going through was God preparing him where God was taking him. Joseph wasn't ready to be king at the age of 17 or 15. God was taking him. God was, all this was working together for his good. Peter wasn't ready to die for Christ when he told him on the night Jesus was betrayed, I'll die with you. Peter wasn't ready. Within a couple of hours, Peter was running for his life. Scared. He wasn't ready. But one day he was. The prodigal son wasn't ready to handle the wealth of his father. He wanted it, but he wasn't ready. He squandered it. It destroyed him. The blessing that what should have been a blessing destroyed him. wasn't ready. So God uses all these things that we go through to get us ready for the blessing. You're in the middle of your test with a promise. And God's leading you to the blessing. And he's preparing you for the blessing that He has ready for you. Stress makes you believe that everything has to happen now. With no difficulties, with no trials and no delays. Beloved, if that's your thought, you're going to be greatly disillusioned. I'm going to say that again. Stress makes you believe that everything has to happen now. With no difficulties, with no trials, with no delay. But faith and trust in God reassures us that everything, despite of adverse circumstances, despite of delay, will come to pass in God's perfect timing. And I've lived that in my life. I've lived that with my family. I've lived that in our ministry we planted this church with a dream we planted this church with a promise we planted this church with a word from god and we've been walking the journey and god has been shaping us and molding us and and god has been stretching us and and working in us and we've developed and we've grown and we're nowhere near where god wants us but we're on a journey and there's been days where you think, God, where are you? God, what's going on? But you grab yourself quickly and say, the Lord is with me. These things are working for me. And just because there's delay, just because there's difficulties, just because there's problems does not mean that God is, is not working. It shall come to pass in His perfect timing. Joseph understood that. It wasn't easy. So let me give you a few things he has my close this morning. Number one. And again as I always say (laughs) these things need to be need to be taught out but I just want to throw them at you number one trust the process of God trust the process in the middle of adverse circumstances in the middle of of questioning God in the middle of not knowing what is happening trust the process Joseph trust the process in the process You will be developed. In the process, your character will be developed. In the process, God will perform in you a work that will get you ready for the promise. Trust the process. I love the process. I love the process. Because we learn. We learn. We grow. Number two, trust the timing of God. Trust the timing of God. The timings of God are much different to the timings of man. Delay, I want someone to hear this today. You've been believing God for something. You've been given a promise from God. You've been praying about something. And there's been delay. But I want to say to you today, delay is not a disaster. Delay is not a disaster. Delay can be used by God to develop us. And to develop the situations, develop the circumstances, develop your family, develop the church. God God takes you on a journey. And those that are connected with you have to come on that journey with you. So maybe He needs to develop those that are with you as well. Number three, trust the provision of God. God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. God supplies. God supplies strength. God supplies uh, comfort and counsel in the midst of a situation where we just feel like we're losing strength. I can just see Joseph days in his room saying, Lord, I need your provision. I need your strength right now. I need your help. And God would come on the scene with provision. Number four, trust the protection of God. God will protect you and He will preserve you from all trouble that comes your way. God will keep you safe. The devil will try to kill you, but he can't. He can't touch you. He can try to oppress you and he can try to, you know, cause you to get out of your peace. But he can't touch you. The Lord will protect you. Trust the protections of God. And so as we stay grounded in faith and as we stay on the journey of God that He has us on and we stay with Him, God is orchestrating our path and leading us towards the promise, the answer to our prayers. The word orchestrate means to arrange, to build with purpose. God is arranging things right now in your life. God is setting things in proper order. God is adjusting things right now. He is setting things. He is putting things in place. He is orchestrating your path. He is leading you. He is, he is adjusting things up ahead that are going to take you towards where He is taking you to the promise. And this is why at the end of Joseph's life, last verse, At the end of Joseph's life, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, when Joseph looks back with hindsight at that amazing journey, at those hard days, he looks back at those difficult times when he maybe wanted to throw in the towel, when he maybe had no strength, but he he stayed anyway. When he looked back, he said one thing is for sure. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for good. I want you to take that today. What the devil is trying to do to destroy you, to harm you, if you stay your ground in faith, believing in God, God will turn it around for your good, and it shall be used as a platform to catapult you into your promise. And David had a sorry, Joseph had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And that sums it all up. Ephraim means God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. the end of his life he said you know what i am so blessed right now i'm living the dream i'm living my promise i'm living i'm living what i saw when i was 14. right now all the pain all the toil all the hurt is little compared to this blessing and my father's house those who tried to destroy me those who, who betrayed me those who tried to hurt me and tried to wound me, those who wanted to see my destruction. It's just a memory. I forgive them, I love them because I'm being I'm so blessed. And he had another son called Manasseh, which means God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Beloved, you're going to be fruitful in the land of your affliction and you're going to be blessed by God. You're going to you're going to to receive your promise. You're going to receive your dreams. You're going to receive what God has promised you. And when it comes, you're going to say, "You know what? All those all that hurt, all that toil pales into insignificance at what God has given to me right now." And you're going to say, "Thank you, Lord, that I that I stayed with you." Because you stayed with me. So get this revelation today. The Lord is with you. And you are a prosperous man and a prosperous woman. And start acting like it today in Jesus' name. God bless you. We're going to sing a worship song. And then I'll come back to pray for you. Come on, just begin to worship Him right now. Even in the midst of a situation that you don't understand, begin to worship Him.